appreciate your friends because friends i mean i always i always have this saying that friends are blessings because when you go to the world everyone's a stranger until they become friends Hi guys, um, welcome to another episode of Place Podcast. I'm your host, Carty East, with... We're London. And yeah, we're back for another one. Yeah, let's go. Yeah, I've got my <laughs> tangy Haribos here, so... I've got, I've got my green tea. <laughs> green what? Green tea, bro. Oh, green tea, yeah. Oh, yeah, I... Oh, <laughs> I, started, I tried to start the day with that, or like a, a smoothie. Ah. Yeah, I feel refreshed after that, like started there. I don't really, I'm not really a coffee person, so um, I don't really drink coffee unless like I'm really, really tired. Then I might like indulge myself in like a cappuccino or something with oh, a lot yeah. of sugar. On on that note, I have a funny story about coffee. Right, so yeah. I went for this job. I went for this job interview. So this this job interview a few years ago, and it was in the morning. I had to travel to Reading, and the interview starts at eight thirty. So me coming from London, going to Reading, I have to be there at 8.30. This is my first time going to Reading, basically. So when I got there, I took two shots of black coffee. I tried to fit in. I took two shots of black coffee there. And yeah. I had another cup, a purple cup of black coffee, of just cappuccino in general, sipping that. And it's a group interview. And it's like, it's like, it's like a, what do you call it, assessment day, basically. So it was a group interview. I was sitting there. The room was cold. As, it, as the interview went on, I said, again, hot. I said, I had this rush of energy from nowhere. It was the caffeine as well. I feel like taking a dump. I'm not going to lie. Wow. After the interview, I find that's that's when the caffeine hits. I, I need to go. To, I started sweating. I said, I need to go toilet. Because if, if I only sit in longer, it would be mad. I, I mean, I, don't go, I, didn't, I didn't go to the toilet. I don't go to the toilet in public. But yeah, that really was horrible. Because I was just in so much. It wasn't even pain. It was just so much... It's just a weird feeling as I know what no more coffee after that, I like, no chain or coffee after that. But yeah. Why, why did it hit why did it hit so hard? I don't, I don't know. It was that day I just didn't drink coffee because everyone seems to be doing it. It was just trying to fit in. It was, it was just interview, everyone was drinking coffee. You know that only guy drinking orange juice. <laughs> like that was <laughs> some coffee. Bro. So <laughs> I had that coffee and I regretted it. I didn't get a job. Uh, <laughs> that's why I drink coffee. It just it just throws you off sometimes. And also, I find like because I'm not I'm, I don't really drink it that much. See, so like from what you said, um, when I do drink it, it like literally like hits you. Like I feel like raw. It, it's just like you can feel the caffeine pulsing through your veins because I guess I'm not used to it. <laughs> and the worst is the crash when you when you go down. I feel like, no, I feel like, yeah. I feel like people actually have addiction to coffee. Like they have a coffee addiction. Because when you, have, you coffee, have like four cups a day, probably yeah. more. When you drink it, you drink it, then you calm down, and you need another one to top up again. That's when you're having like four cups of coffee a day. And as time goes on, it's like having coke. Yeah. Just, I don't know, that went, that went sideways. But it's just like, it's just <laughs> but it, it's a drug, though. It's a drug, though. So. It's a drug, yeah. I think things are drugs, even before we use, before we use the drug. Anything the you phone. Need, yeah, a phone. I, I mean, the phone is a, is a in, in what sense? Like dope, like dopamine. Like when what sense? No, it's a dopamine because I went out. If you go out now and you lose your phone, your old one kind of feels like it's crashed. You're thinking, I can't, can I get back home? 
I can't call anyone. It's happening very. That happened to me in um, Berlin. My phone was stolen, and I just like what, I was like, bro, what do I do? And like, it was like early into the holiday, so I was like, I didn't really know what to do. And then you just feel lost because yeah. I'm phone. But then what I just did is, um, I was like, it was annoying because I was with other people too, you know, my friends. So they had their phones and they were like snapping, like just listen to music and I'd like, be able to do things like um, when we were walking about, when we went to see like the Berlin Wall and all these museums and stuff. I had no option but to take it in, which I was like, raw. I was like, and like I said, I literally had no distraction. I didn't have my phone and we were in a city which where I didn't, that was the first one, first time in Berlin. So I took in all the galleries we went to, or like, like I said, the Berlin Wall, um, like, the, like everywhere we went, I, I, I took everything in and it was like a different kind of experience. I was like, raw. this is actually kind of refreshing. But then like okay. I said, it, 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 so it did show me that you can, you do have a, a, like a different level of appreciation when you're not distracted by your phone. But at the same time, the, the, the moments when we were like traveling to these, like getting the train and going to these um, locations, I just see it on the train, everyone's on their phone. And I went like, in that moment, I missed it. But then as soon as we come out, I'm walking the street. I, I, I was just looking around, like taking everything in. And yeah, it was like, it was, it's good. Like, cause it, it's like, I realized like how much we look at our phones by seeing everyone else on their phone. But at the same time, yeah, um, yeah you, you just don't realize it because you're always distracted by your phone. But yeah, it's, it's a weird one. But I do understand. Like that point of view, like not having your phone um, all the time is probably a good thing. That's true. Yeah, you're, I don't know, that's what I'm saying as well. <laughs> like, you're just so used to having it. And uh, sometimes. Oh. Yeah. What? I find sometimes I mean, if, you go for, if you go for like a walk, a walk, just, I mean, it won't work. If you go, to, if you go for a walk, yeah, just leave your phone at home. In that moment, you just. Because when you have your phone on you, you don't really, you're not really in the moment. Does that make any sense? You just, you, you're distracted by your phone. Or you think about the next music to play, the next music on your Spotify. But when yeah. you go out by your phone, you just you literally have to be in the moment. Let's just take everything in. So maybe go to the park for a walk, or just yeah, just little things. Just leave your phone at home and just be in the moment. Or if you have like a girlfriend or a boyfriend or whatever, go for walks. Leave your phone, leave your phone at home. That way you both can talk. Just be in the moment instead of just being in your phone or being distracted by your phone. But yeah, yeah, I think it's always good to do that. I think like one time. Um... I think this is when I was like seeing someone. Um, which we, we, I don't know if we did it. Yeah, I think we we did it once actually. Yeah, like sometimes we would, um, like let's say it was like, uh, like eat like on a date or like going out somewhere. We just tried mm-hmm. to like, like have have your phones away. Yeah. yeah. So like, I remember that was actually kind of good. Just little things like that. Yeah. Like, um, like for example, like you're going on a date and you just like just uh, like put your phone away and do not disturb. So that way you can actually focus yes. on like I guess like the date. And what you're doing. It's a long time ago that I've done this, but I just I remember trying that out like a while ago. And yeah, it is good. Cause and I, I in those moments you do realise. But then the crazy thing is, as soon as you get back to using it, you forget. It's okay though, you're just back in the cycle. One thing I, was, I think there's a friend I used to there's a friend I used to chew with in uni. And anytime we spend time together, she'd be like, get off your phone. And at first I was like, What do you mean get off my phone? Like, because I was so used to just being on my phone all the time, even around people. So anytime I spend anytime we spend time together. I always leave my phone on the side. And over time, it just became interesting. I just got used to doing that. Sometimes we spend time together, my phone's at the desk, we're just talking, watching me, whatever. And yeah. anytime I go on dates now, and the girl's on her phone, I'm like, get off your phone. I, I don't say it like that. I'm like, get, um, yeah, get off your phone. Like, we spend time together. I'm not on my phone. My phone is in my pocket or on the table. I'm not looking at it. I'm not being distracted by my phone. No phone calls or nothing. So get off your phone. You have to talk. No, to be on that phone. 
So, bro, yeah. yeah you can't say like that, though. <laughs> you got to be like... I yeah. first, I'm trying to ask you to say like that, like, big man. Not, not like in a very rude way. No, you don't want to ruin the, ruin, ruin the ambiance, man. You have to be like... Yeah, look, she's a look, Yeah. She's oh, no, but if it's like rude, if it's like... As in, like, is that, like, um, like, what are you doing? Like, you know, it's, it's like, imagine, like, they, the way they're on their phone is quite, um, not obsessive, but, like, quiet. They're on their phone quite regularly, and they're, like, um, not even, like, paying attention to what you're doing. But then that could be a sign that they're not interested. So you've got to be careful with that. But then why are That's they there? True. I mean, at, at first, I'd be like, it's definitely okay. Maybe it's an emergency, and maybe it's family issues. Yeah. It's okay. And she says, oh, I'm just going to a friend. And I'm like, big man. I'm, 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 I'm like... I always say something as well. I'm like, do you want to go? <laughs> I said it before. <laughs> so I'm like, do you want to go? And they're like, no, 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 no. I just, I just need to practice with someone very quickly. And I'm like, okay, let's move on there. So sometimes, a lot of people just let it slide. I'm like, no, 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 no. Like, I'm here with you. I could be on my phone. I could be home on my phone. I could be on my phone any time. But right now, this moment I'm spending with you, just try to be in the moment. And I've yeah, actually had that. I think I've been on the other end. Like, I think one time I was... That's me. I didn't even realize it, but I've, that day I was just like particularly getting a lot of messages, and I must have not realized it, but I must have glanced a few times. And then the person said, like, obviously, like in a nice way, but they're like, kind of just implying that that you're you're being a bit rude, which I didn't realize I was being till late, till like obviously oh, wow. she raised it. But it is kind of it is rude. Like imagine you're with someone, then and they're trying to talk to you, talk to you, and then you're just like looking at your phone, even though it may be important. In that time that you're you're like chatting to them, or like especially like sitting on a date or something, you need to. Like, at least be respectful. So I think it's more respect, respect kind of thing. Um, yeah. like, I mean, if you want to take a call, you can obviously leave the table and stuff. But like, if you're just literally glancing while they're trying to talk to you, it, even if you may, even though you may be listening, it looks like you're not in the conversation. But like I said, I didn't realize I was really doing it till I um I was called up on it. So it's kind of like it's it's, it's kind of it's, it's kind of a weird one. But yeah, like, I've I've definitely done that before. Um, I've been. I mean, maybe I've been guilty as well. I mean, I've taken a phone call on a date. I'm, like, I'm sorry, but it's a phone call. I'm not texting someone. I don't know. Is there, is there really a difference? I don't know. It's going to be interesting how people even do all this, like, now that everything's open up again, are people just going to go out straight away? Actually, restaurants won't even be open. Um, that's sorry, the, I don't know how the dating, the dating landscape is going to be, man. That's what I was going to say as well. I feel, like people, I feel like people will go out straight away, though. I mean, people were out last week for the protest. I mean, it's a different thing. We were out for the protest, for the protest yeah. as well. So I feel like when they said, I mean, we can go out now, though. I mean, we can actually go out. We just, we well, people really... are not going to be going out and, like, especially when we try to meet people and then standing two meters away from them. No, they're not doing that, even though technically that's what you're meant to be doing because you're coming from different places. Like, I don't know. I thought, I thought people can be very creative for dates. I mean, you yeah. don't need, need to go to the museum or cinema. Now you have to be very creative. Or, okay, maybe we should go, I don't okay. know, feed picnic or feed a bird or something. And those things are very memorable as well. Because, yeah. I mean, I'm not going to lie, I don't like going to restaurants for dates. Because I go to restaurants anyway. So it's not even, it's not a memorable date. You just went to eat. I eat every day. Let's do something. <laughs> <That's true>. <laughs> <laughs> I eat every day. Um, that means it'll make people it'll make people be more creative with their like dating ideas when they meet people because like I said they don't they don't have the safe options anymore. You can't just go to cinema. You can't go eat. You can't technically you can't even really go to a bar. So, but then exactly. I want like, I feel like I feel like a bar is like if you have no other idea, like yeah, if you have, if you have ideas of things to do like before like did you, just a bar like it's it's casual. It's not food. It's just yeah. like have like a drink or just literally just have a chat like in a in like a nice um or like sometimes even like. 
simple environment. Like, well, I mean, aesthetically, like, you can go to like, quite a nice bar. Um, but yeah, now you have to do something a bit more, like, with more, a bit more effort, I guess. Yeah. So, I'm this situation like, may help. One thing I used to do two years ago during the summer was day drink. Yeah. Not, if you want to drink, it's okay, but if you want to have dates now, whether it's nice, I mean, the weather should be hot next week anyway. Just get a picnic, buy a bottle of Prosecco. I mean, two actually, you know, one is not enough, trust me. Yeah. <laughs> you two bottles of Prosecco. <laughs> and you have, <laughs> you have food. And as you know, you're both drunk and you just talk about life. I'm not going to lie, that date, when you look back, you're going to be so, you're going to be so grateful for that moment. Because you're both, you're both kind of drunk and you're ready yeah, to have spend time. You both, yeah, you spend quality time together. And um, that's my love language, quality time anyway. So everyone's different. But in that, no, in that moment, you're spending so much time together. It is like quality time. And you get to talk. You get to know each other a little better as well. And cinema, cinema is the worst place to go on dates, but you can't really talk. You're just watching the movie together. I mean, however, you can talk after the movie. No, no one should ever, like, obviously, maybe when you're young, but right now, you should have learned that when you're first trying to get to know someone, getting taken to the cinema is probably, like, the worst thing you can do. Because yeah. you're going to just sit in darkness for, like, two hours and not even find out what talk. the name is. Like, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, when you're young that's acceptable but if you're going to the one the first kind of meeting now yeah you're lost you're lost <laughs> I, have a, I have a question for you though imagine you go to the cinema now and you've got money in your account and, like you've got level under you've got like a few thousands in your account you know you've got money so you go yeah. to but late but because you've got money you're using your card quite a lot and you've been swiping this is like the swiping thing you've just been swiping 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 so the card part is a little damaged so imagine now you go to the, you go to the cinema and you're trying to pay for everything, and your card isn't working, and the girl offers to pay, will you take it? I will, like, I'll, before she offers to pay, I'll, I'll try to find a way to make it work. Like, I'll, I'll um, I know, like, on the app, basically, I'll just try everything in my ability to, to try to pay. Yeah, but the thing is, what I've learned is, because I've, I've actually been in similar situations before, I, I would, like, obviously, I think it was mainly influenced by, like, a bit of, like, ego, because, like I said, I do like to, like, pay on like dates or situa- situations like that so it, i feel a bit weird if i don't so i'll try everything in my power to pay and i think that's actually happened where i did try everything like i couldn't i couldn't like literally for reasons out of my control so she had to pay oh, and yeah. and then we just sorted it out later but then i would I, like as much as i i the ego does come in front of it i won't let it like ruin the situation and be like that's annoyed true. that i can't pay if that makes sense because like if you've literally tried everything you can yeah then they are let go but i won't it won't be just like oh it's not working. Go like I would, like I said. I would try to like <laughs> go. I'll call, go Western Union. I don't know if they still exist. <laughs> I'm about to go. I was like, bro, set, do the bank transfer now. <laughs> no, no, I, I would. Yeah, I wouldn't let that go easily. I wouldn't be like, oh, like it's not working. Just wait. No, no. I'll try everything I can. Um, and on, uh, it's, it's interesting you say that because there's some yeah. that the, the the topic of that has come up again because of um. So there's just two people that are quite known. B someone called B Simone. She's quite yeah. popular in um in the states, and she said something along the lines of, um, she will never date someone that works a nine to five because they she looks at them as like under her league. And then there's someone else, um, called Desiree Michelle that said this. Um, she said women should be financially taken care of in a relationship. Your woman shouldn't have to worry about paying a damn thing if you cannot afford to take care of a woman completely. Don't date or pursue a woman until you can. The, the woman is a prize and in, in capitals pay for it free escalation marks and um do you know it's interesting she hasn't actually been called up on it a lot so i i feel like probably 
I'm not saying uh, um, people share the same sentiment, but like, yeah, like no one really addressed it. But only a few people have said like, um, like, right, like, what is this? Because obviously, like, this is like an old conversation going on again. But it's just still interesting that um, it's is like it's resurfaced. And the, the only unique thing about this is these two, the people I just mentioned, they're they're like they're quite um, what's it called? They've done really good for themselves. Like B Simone, she she's explained that she's earned over not B Simone. I mean, Deirdre Michelle. She said that she's earned, she earns over like six figures. Well, she has six figures worth, and like that's how much she's worth. And she kept saying, "I'm worth six figures, but I will never." She literally said she will never split the bill of a guy because a woman is meant to take care of a man. And she kept quoting something. There's, I think there's a there's a there's a name for for like dating up. I don't know if it's called dating yes. up. What's what? What is it? There's there's a like a there's a term for it. I I've, I actually don't know the term itself, but I'm just what you're talking about as well about these women. I just I just. So these two women successful women like in what they yeah. do they make okay be someone's okay. like an influencer she and you know when like youtube gets like they're, they're both earning quite a lot even like makeup line so okay. that, they're coming from like they can't date down but i would just what do you think about that because i'm trying to find the the term okay i mean i mean i'm gonna go back to who i was yeah on on that i get where they're coming from right because i for women it's a little difficult because you need to, I feel like for women that for successful women it's difficult because it's difficult for them to find someone in their dating bracket and another man in their dating bracket around their same around the same age as well. And I don't blame them. I feel like everyone is, everyone everyone's has a right to have a standard of what they expect from a man. And maybe she's old school. Some old school. I mean, maybe she's just I don't know how old she. Maybe she's like she has that old school mentality of the man is the provider. So and a lot and a lot of women actually are all about if the man is the provider. And I feel like yeah. the man oh, is the provider. Oh, B. Simone is 30 and the other girl is 23 or 2. So there's different ages. Oh, so one yeah. is really young. She's a really young one? She has a long yeah, one is really Yeah, one is really young and one is like she's, she's, she's lived a bit. Like I would assume at 30. So she kind of knows what she really wants. Um, but yeah, so it's... But they're both in a similar position. They're both earning quite a lot. But they both share the same sentiment but then i, feel like uh, I think everyone's a bit more but i feel like b simmons needs to educate herself on something because a man's doing that to five minutes bro they're like people that do that to five and earn millions a year based that's on the industry yeah, as well. so that's a very generalized statement to say oh you're doing that to five you can't i can't get with you a lot of entrepreneurs are broke and over 60 percent of new businesses fail in the first few years so she needs to take care of because it matters the business doesn't mean it's successful. A lot of people have business that are still on these streets trying to survive because having a business is not easy. Because it worked for her, that means it worked for everyone, anyone else as well. And the other, the other women, women in this situation as well, and the same yeah. time, the same time, women are like to have standards. So the same way men have standards of, oh, my games have something, my games do that. Women like to have the same thing. However, just dating someone their financial the financial circumstances is not always a good thing because people are working towards that, that, I don't know, their financial goal or whatever. Not everyone is rich. And if you're 23, a lot of guys your age that are rich are rather in sports or they started their business very early or they are born into, they are born into money or they have their business which is started very early as well or she's dating older men. So that is different. But at the same time, she's too young. Maybe she's planning for her future. And she's a very old school person. Is she, is she 
what, what's she from? Is she like black, Asian? Or... Yeah, she's um she's African American, and um and she 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 did say that the reason why she has this kind of point of view is because of um she saw her mom like always been taken care of like and her mom works had a job and she never paid for anything, so she's 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 like this is the way it should be. But the thing she so the reason why people are saying her thing's a bit different, like you can have your own preference, that's fine. But she was like every woman should be like this, every man should be like this. That's when it's a bit a bit uh, different when you're like uh, like kind of um pushing your kind of what's it called your viewpoint onto like how it should be for everyone. So I mean it was, that, was, that was kind of like in, in, it was weird basically because like, yeah you can't do like preference is fine but you can't say like no basically saying like if you're if you're like earn, if you don't earn a certain amount you can't talk to me or talk to any girl like me. Okay on um, I'm okay maybe the, the about the you can't talk to me because to any girl like me maybe that's very not the most positive statement to say. However, yeah. I don't think she's pushing anything because I think that always, that's always been there anyway. Some women actually are taken care by their husband. Some women are housewives, so they stay home and take up the kids and the husband's work and provide everything. And back in the day as well, even back in the day, still now, some men are the main provider of the house. So I don't think anything she's saying that is actually wrong. I feel like the man should provide. And... And some culture demand is a provider. The woman just saves up her own money and does what she wants with it. And now we're pushing this all equal, equal, you know, equal people in the marriage. And I offer yeah. that as well. It takes two people to raise a family, not just one person, both financially, mentally, emotionally, and just everything else in general. So I, do, I understand where she's coming from, but I think about the way she's saying it isn't, doesn't come out right. But I get where she's coming from. And I'd say women are allowed to have preferences to give men have, have their own preferences as well. I don't think this is being negative. I think we just, I feel like people right now just want this whole, what do people actually want? Because we're all talking about equal rights, the man, the woman. However, some women, not all women want to be feminist. Some women like playing the role of a woman in the, in the family. While some women, everyone, everyone, everyone wants to play different roles. However, yeah. I do know some women when they get to a, to a, to a I don't know, a tight bracket where they earn quite a lot of money, they find it difficult to date. Because a lot of guys, they do that to, to date down to men that earn less than them. And they don't have any problem with it, but the guys they date makes, makes them feel insecure about them earning a lot of money. But, but I mean, then I, I heard someone someone said the term, or I don't know how they, how they worded it. They they said um, uh, something about like a, like a rich... Yeah, so this is it. A rich man can meet... A woman with less money and change her life, but a rich woman won't even look at a man with less money. I didn't say this is some guy called King Oscar that quoted it, so I just thought, just like it's, it was relevant to what you just said. I know what you mean. I feel like, I, I feel like just, that's just based on social expectation as well. I feel like yeah. some men won't date unless they're making a lot of money. I'm not, I'm not gonna front, I'm that kind of guy. I won't be, I won't be dating a girl unless I'm making a certain amount of money. Because I know the self person I am. I want to take. I want to be able to take care of my woman. I want to do things yeah. with my woman. And to I an extent, that's fair. Because like every relationship, we even seen like if you want to do things or like invest in little things together, it does cost. There is some exactly. financial implications to it. Exactly, and even just watching, and I, I, I mentioned some some men do feel they make the women feel insecure about them about the woman earning enough money. I mean, I've watched that. I mean, I was watching like I've seen the movie Crazy Rich Asians. Yeah, I've seen that. I've seen that. I've seen that yeah, there was a scene where the guy, the woman felt, you know, she, she, when she, I mean, she's a rich woman. Anytime she buys expensive gifts, she has to hide it from a, from a man so they feel insecure. 
but because he knows anytime she buys something expensive, he always feels some type of way about her spending money on herself. And some guys uh, do. I know women don't actually mind, but it's just the way yeah. the guys feel. And also the guy becomes a lot. Over time, some guys don't even they just give up. They become a liability to her, where they don't want paying for everything. And the guy's just thinking this girl's Oprah or something. Like, you're still work, bro. It's true. But, yeah, I think just the two. I feel like a lot of women, a lot of women, I don't mind. But based on that past experiences of doing that, they've learned and they thought, no, I'm not dating anyone. In, that's not even my tax bucket. You need to match it or be above it. Unless your personality is very, very, very A1. Yeah, I, I guess the, 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 the tax bracket thing is valid to an extent. Um, but yeah, I just don't feel like you shouldn't, you shouldn't enforce your perspectives on other people. Um, and I found a term, the term of, that she kept quoting, which I, it, it does back her up. It's called um, hypogamy. Uh, so hypogamy is a term used in social science for the acts of practice of a person marrying a spouse or higher caste or, or, um, or higher social status to themselves. Um, yeah, instead of marrying someone in the, in the lower class, essentially just marrying someone or getting with someone, like dating someone that's in a higher class social status to, to, where, to where you are. So always above you. So if you're like, yeah, for example, if you're worth a certain amount, you push your date. Is worth a lot more than you never, not necessarily on your same level. It's actually always higher. Higher. Yeah. I don't think I don't think she's pushing her agenda on anyone. I feel like it's not. She's not pushing anything. This, I mean, what she said is still, is still very much going on now. She's just saying this is what's good for me, and also a lot. Yeah. I feel like she did. But what about, what about? So you're all right. But what about the statement of um? Like I would like because when I was even, when I was sure I I kind of get what she comes. She said some good things like for example, surround yourself by. That you the company you keep like normally that's why you surround yourself by successful people because it influences yeah. um your the way you think right so I do I do hundred percent agree that she did say some good things but sometimes like like tone and deliverance and all that stuff matters and it can be taken out of context um yeah, but what I was gonna say is about the stuff about the the very specific statement about like you just, you gave me the scenario about uh, like like going to pay for something and then I, my card doesn't work um mm-hmm. in that situation she said. Oh, sorry. Uh, and before you move on, the girl paid for me in a day. Well, go on. She paid for you? Oh, did that happen <laughs> to you? Happened to me, yeah. Wow. I, I thought I was like a... Um, yeah, I thought I was like a uh, fictional thing. I didn't, I didn't know that actually happened oh, to you. It happened to me, but after the date, I had to go to the ATM and show that my, the amount when I put my card <laughs> so it doesn't think I'm broke. <laughs> yeah, you got to do that, see. You don't have to show her that. You can just tell her. I know, but I, but I was just very insecure back then. I just like, I need to make sure, I need to make, I need to make sure she knows I've got money. Because we got popcorn and drinks as well, all on our card. I'm like, yo, babe, I've got money. Like, look at my account. My card just wasn't working. But I was just insecure. Sure. Yeah, go on. Sorry. Well, no, she said, see if that happened to you and you were with her. She said, she even if she had a million in her account, she wouldn't pay on a date. She, she said that. She said, like, hey, I could, I could have six figures in my account, but I would never go halves with a guy. So that's what, that's you know, what I mean. It's a bit, it's a bit mad. <laughs> I mean, there's a saying as well: a woman can make a man a man a millionaire from a billionaire. So, a woman, some woman can actually make you go from a billionaire into a millionaire based on rubbish where she doesn't want to do anything, she doesn't want to contribute to you. So, what's she gonna do with that money then? Keep it just to enroll for herself. I, 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 I can get that's energy I get for it. Whatever I make is mine. Whatever you make is ours. It's that sounds because when you get married, it says yours is what's yours is mine, what's mine is yours. No, I think I it, it, from her preference point of view, if you was going to 
um, be with her, you'd have to understand that that's her vibe. Which, like I said, it's all fair. Do you know what I like? I like it because she's so open about it, but it's still very questionable. But it's like... But that, I think that yeah. would change. She has older, that would change. I feel like it's just with growth. Growth? <laughs> no, that's actually true, though. That's true, though. It's very yeah. true. But she's young. She's good. Oh, she got... She has an old life ahead of her. I'm thinking like a moment. Your, your, your net worth just... I just feel like your net worth shouldn't dictate. It, okay, it's fair. Like, I guess you can um say people want to... They don't want to date someone. There's, um, I hate saying lower class, but they're thinking, you know, like, if, I, if I'm, like, um, super wealthy, when this person comes into my lifestyle, they may be shocked. Um, but with that being said, I just don't feel like your net worth should, should, should dictate who you can or not go for. Like, for example, like, just because I'm going to be earning a certain amount doesn't mean I can't even have a conversation or even try to approach um, someone that I might be interested in that may be, like, known or, like, earn a, earn a lot. You shouldn't, like... I shouldn't. It's almost like a false limit limitations that you would place on yeah. yourself just because you're not earning a certain amount. And I just, yeah, I just think that that bit is a bit uh, should be uh, questioned and looked at. But other than that, the preference thing you can't you can't force someone to have a different preference. That's um, well, let's check check something quickly. So yeah, I remember you um, when you mentioned something about the like we're talking about iPhones and um, how you can't be with your phone and stuff like that. Um, there's something that I saw like last week, which um was talking. Is I think this guy he put a video up talking about basically how sometimes we may have like phones, gadgets, cars, like whatsoever, and then um after a while we just feel like the need to upgrade them, and then sometimes we like see adverts or like there's a new product announcement and we think oh like this is gonna once I get this it's gonna be amazing it's gonna change everything. As soon as you get it, um like two weeks later you just it's just back to normal like um. You like you the purchases you buy don't actually make any doesn't actually improve your life in any way. But prior to that purchase, the whole feeling and the run up to it excites you and makes you um, like assume that this will, will make your life better. And that's obviously what the marketing does. And there's actually like a term for that. It's called hedonic adaptation, which basically means sorry, no matter, sorry, like, sorry, what's it called again? Sorry, hedonic adaptation. Okay, sorry. Yeah, go so on. basically, um, I've, the term, from what I've understood of the way he's explaining it, it, it says like, um, no matter what you get or like, no matter what products or any material things you buy, you always kind of plateau out to the same level, the same level of happiness after a while. Mm-hmm. And there was actually, there's been actually studies and research done into this. Um, and the guy even quoted something about. Um, the Maslow's hierarchy of needs, which is something that I learned yeah. when I used to do psychology, and yeah. basically the needs that we need to like survive and like actually just be happy in general as a human. Oh, right. so, yeah, psychological needs, safety needs, love and belonging, esteem, and self actualizations. So if you do some research into them, you you'll be able to see what because yeah. all these um needs have further descriptions into them. Like, for example, psychological needs, just says air, water, shelter, sleep, clothing, and reproduction. And then the other ones have it too. But yeah, he was just trying to say how, like, sometimes like, we don't realize how, like, it's, it's, obviously it's capitalism as well, all these companies. But just saying, like, we always, we always think the next best thing will, like, make us, like, happy and stuff. But it, it doesn't necessarily make us happy. And it's like, so why, why do we... Why do we want to buy these products? So there's something that he did brought up, which is something that I'm aware of too, which is some of these products actually built with built with um planned obsolescence, which basically means like for example, like an iPhone, they built it to a certain level 
So after a few years, it'll some like some little issue or something will go wrong that it'll start to slow down. That will make you want to upgrade. So like, so it just, it just bears the question like we don't actually realize this. Have, and have you seen that before? Like, have you noticed that you you think oh, I'm gonna get someone to get this next thing and then you get it? You're like, ah, like you don't really, it doesn't yeah. change anything. I feel like on on that topic. I mean, I feel like that's just okay. I feel like sometimes the actual the excitement, the excitement of getting something. It's, it's a little more exciting than actually getting the stuff itself. Does it make any sense? So the fact that you yeah. should look forward to something makes you more excited. But when you get it, it's like, oh, I have it now. But I feel that's, 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 it can, when you break it down, it can mean so many different things. It can be like, okay, for example, with a car, if I'm, if my goal, my goal in life is to get this expensive car. In a weird way, I've sort of put my happiness on getting that car. So when I get it, bro, it will never be enough. After a few drives around the block, everyone's seen the car already now it's nothing special anymore then now i need yeah. something else to to fulfill that happiness so i feel like and, and in a weird way that's a poor as a poor man's mentality of putting his happiness on materialistic objects because whenever if you get it and you and you work hard and you get it and you're in it and you're driving it you're happy for a millisecond for the i mean you're happy for where everyone calls oh your car looks sick your car's amazing your car looks nice and for that first month you you were happy you got it however if you, if you see someone else and they, i don't know if we got it now you're thinking a hey, ferrari you're thinking oh i think i need the ferrari and then i need the guys we're happy now so i feel like even just talking about the sorry the psychological term used back then the is it Islow, low of, um so maslow's maslow's, maslow's hierarchy sorry. of needs maslow's hierarchy of needs yeah so i mean i don't from what I gathered, and also from just what I know in general, I think like in general we have the basics of the roof of the roof over your head. You can have a job, you can feed yourself, you can feed your family. But I feel like in, in this age now of social media as well, we have, we've seen people, we've seen richer people. So we want the extra stuff, and the extra stuff are making us even are making us even more anxious as well. I feel like people will never be content if they place their happiness on those things or what others have and the things they needed to make them happy as well. They'll never be happy because they keep chasing, they keep, they keep chasing, 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 and not really have time for themselves. But just like goals, because and goals, I mean, everyone needs to have a goal in life. But we pleasure happiness. But then, but then, can we? Can it be said that sometimes, even um, like what we see on TV, like it's like I said, ads and all this stuff, and like how the how um, stuff is pushed on your media. Sometimes it's like not just say you're brainwashed, but you're influenced. To like, like I said, they literally will pitch it as in like this, this will do this, this will do that, and. Generally, a lot of us always, we, I mean, a lot of us do think we're not, like, um, influenced by the things we see. But there's, there's, a, there's a term that I've seen somewhere, and there's, like, a, a, a thinking of that um, you may think you're not influenced, but if you see something enough and it's repeated a lot yeah. of times, it will influence you and you'll want it. Like, just for example, when, when a song may come out and you're like, oh, I don't really like this, and then you just hear it over and over again. Like, for, I, yeah. I, like for example, I think that was with me with Old Town Road at the start. I, I wasn't too, really, I wasn't feeling it too, too much. But, and I remember a lot of people said that too. Um, but you hear it so much that you just you, you start to like him, you, or you like what, you, and you want to listen to it. So it's like that kind yeah. of repetition and continuously seeing something like in ads. Like for example, if, if a product has been shown to you on Instagram, like they even like you get email or something, and um, YouTube, like all these places. You know what I mean, even and also in person, newspaper stuff so like. You may not realize yeah. it, but all that stuff gets you, and then you, you you kind of want the product. So sometimes we may not even want to do this, but subconsciously we're just 
I would constantly be attacked to like, oh, this product's been pushed in our face. We, we, and it's like, oh, that's what, and then you end up buying it. I mean, you so said a key one. Deep you, said, you said there's something that I'll take, I mean, you said one thing that changes everything. It's like subconsciously. Like our brain, the way our brain works, even our brain records, records, records everything. And I feel like sometimes is, it's what you align with. For example, if you're into nature, but you say love cars, you think of getting cars because that's not really what you're into. So yeah, yeah. They, they do influence to an extent, but they only influence you. They only influence you if something if that's what you're into. So for example, now if I'm into like nature, and I say advert about nature, I definitely go to it. But I see a car now, like a Lamborghini. I'm not really, not, I'm not really a car person. I'll be like, nice car. I don't think I need to get myself a Lamborghini to make me happy. So I feel like this stuff is a, it's not all black and white. There's always a spectrum of colors in between where. Yeah, you'll be influenced to an extent, but it's also up to your, you have to have the choice of, is this something I actually like? Because, I mean, you can push something to my face and if I don't like it, it wouldn't influence. If you play it, if you play it over and over and over again, you know, I mean, also music is different. The music is very melodic as well. Over time, you definitely like it. But objects like cars, watches, if that's not something you're into, you wouldn't care. I know, I mean, I know guys that are not really, I like watches, but I know people are not really into watches. So when you talk about watch, when you show them videos about watch, they look at like, why are you showing me this? I'm not really into it. So an extent, yeah. it's, it's, still, it's still a two-way thing. It's still, I need to like it for me to be influenced by it. I know what I mean, yeah. To, yeah, to an extent, yeah. It, it, um, what's it called? It, it, but it's still, I, I still feel like subconscious does affect you on some level. But you're right, like, if you're, if you're like necessarily not like interested in it, there's only so much you can do. But at the, at the odd times, that still they can still tap through that barrier um, of like influence. I mean, they, people, but. I mean yeah, they, they can still tap in. Like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know how they're going to tap in unless. And also, as well, I feel like. I, I oh, do you know what I do? They may, they may align because oh, so I, there's a company that I was um, going to work work with, and I and I look, I did some research today. So this company I was working with a while ago to do with marketing, mm-hmm. um, and. I I just I this is when I kind of learned how deep marketing goes sometimes. Before I think this is before like G GDPR, G where that government initiative to stop people from like tracking you and cookies and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um sometimes marketing can be so deep that they were literally because obviously be, like I said, literally before I think it's GDPR, before that, mm-hmm. the amount of data points that companies can have on you is crazy. That a website you visit, the like especially on Facebook, like um the information you put in there, like uh groups that you interact with videos you watch even on the emails the kind of emails you you um get and like the kind of way you reply your shopping habits and even as far as people sometimes even say sometimes they feel like on the iphone they may mention some when the iphone is ne- ne- next and they mention something and they see ads of it pop up so mm-hmm. will, there's nothing to be there's nothing being confirmed on that but if that is true that is another data point so i mean so what this company did is they would have access to all that data point and then they would use it to create ads um specific to like a pool so for example it's not just beyond like a, a a big it's not just a wide target audience it's just like anyone like a general interest in cars sometimes people that like cars that were born on this date that um they shop on this website they watch this video at this time that sometimes also you can collect data points from people connected to wi-fi so you can see that the people that connect to this wi-fi in this area so you know what area they live in like so people as long as they connect to the internet somehow you can collect data so i'm saying i'm trying to illustrate how sometimes these marketing companies can have so much they literally can shape you and that was what happened in, with cambridge analytica the people that use all this information to sway um the 
the the a political election. I don't know who what president was for. I think it was um, I think it was Donald Trump actually. I don't know if they used it for his his um election time. But anyways, they 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 used a similar kind of thing where they they had so much information on users that they literally could target them with propaganda to sway their voting habits. So I'm saying um marketers also have access to a similar kind of information on people so they can literally target so specific that you feel like you, you basically might as well made the advert and i've seen this in the companies i've wanted to work with so that okay. gets, it gets really deep. it's almost like a what's it what's that show on netflix black mirror kind of thing black mirror, yeah so taylor basically taylor did, uh, I, mean, I've, I don't know what i was talking to about this conversation of oh yeah i, I think was it was it one of you or one of my other boys I was talking about, about how everything is tailored towards your needs and like. And I yeah. feel like, you're right, you can, if I'm into trees now, and I'm, all I'm talking about is trees, nature. Maybe when I go to social media, I'll see a lot of content about trees and nature. However, that's, I think that's a dark side of social media, or just this whole internet ecosystem, which is basically, it's nothing new to you anymore. But didn't that someone is, say data is more precious, is one of the most precious resources in the world, like data about people, even more than oil and all this stuff? Yeah, because you, you can market it. Yeah. So also the data collects on you is more, yeah. When I, yeah. I, I saw that somewhere, I was like, that's mad. But, um, but it's, I mean, they send it to these other companies for marketing reasons. Um, even I was going through my email the other day and they were showing me the websites that I've trying to act. It's my email address. I'm like, oh man, I've got like two step verification system basically, and you can't hack it. But at the same time, I feel like this now, you can't, like back in the day, you can go, you can go on your feed and see something new. And you'd be like, oh, I didn't even know I like this stuff. But now, when you go to social media, everything you see is what you like. So pushing this bubble of, this is my world. And this is where, and this is why, this is, this is even more constant separation between people. Like, go back and I don't know Trump point. Like, we voted yeah. in, for example, Democratic or Republican. Even though subconsciously you don't even know, everything you see will be towards that side for you. So if you're a left person, everything on social media will be a left. Even though you're not following anyone left, but everyone, everyone leftist will be tailored towards you. And if you're right, even the right, everything on the right will be tailored towards you. So I feel like that's the dark of social media, where everything is tailored towards you for marketing purposes. But that's what they're saying for marketing purpose. I think that's the yes. It's just like a bubble. It's like a bubble. The bubble, yeah, the pin, the bubble, yeah. So you, which is which is further causing separation between people because you think this is my world and this is what's right. This is this is it. This is what's right. Nothing else is. And I don't I don't know. Someone said something as well. I don't know what this this person passed away very long time ago. They were basically saying like if you only take information from one source and think that's real, that makes you still dumb. Like everything you learn, you seem to challenge everything you learn. Do your own research. Know what's right and what's wrong. Because someone said something to, to, to I mean, if I say something is A, it can be V, it can be something else. I need to do my own research to find out if it's actually correct. But right now, everyone just believes everything they see as being real. But that's another conversation. But yeah, I feel like, yeah, they do tell everything to us based, based on everything you subscribe to, basically. So the only issue it does yeah, is okay. the only win here is just to go offline, really. <laughs> but that's that's easier said than done. <laughs> That's just the type it's, of it's, it's not that difficult, you know. I'm not gonna lie. Unless you're using it for market, unless you use social media for for your work and for your job yeah, or anything you do, business, like or business, yeah. you don't actually. You can actually go off it. I'm not gonna lie. It's actually not that difficult. Unless you, unless you like doing the loop, but it will not actually disconnect. But my my biggest weakness is Twitter. I'm not gonna lie. Twitter is my biggest weakness. Actually, that sounds very negative. But I just like Twitter. 
But apart from that, I can I can go Instagram, I can log up Instagram, Facebook. Actually, I don't even use Facebook. I mean, I have it, but I don't use it. I don't use it. The only, the only yeah. social media I use right now is probably Twitter. I only have that on my computer, not on my phone. So my phone, when I'm in bed, I'm not on any social media apart from YouTube. And I like YouTube because YouTube kind of like it, 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 it gives me what I like basically. Because I'm into very different different things. By just watching a video on YouTube, it opens it opens me to to, to more content in that world. And then so yeah, that's I think YouTube I like. is different. YouTube is very different. Even though they do have like a post thing where like people just post text, it's yeah. just it's just still like because it's a it's a, like it's a video platform. Um, yeah, it's very different. And I was gonna we're not talking about like platforms and stuff. Have you heard of an app called Snow? Nope. What was that about? So people are calling it. People are calling it like um, what's it called? Like a, a Snapchat clone. I think it's like similar to Snapchat. I think it may only be available in China or something like that. I might be wrong, but that's what I've seen of it so far. Um, but essentially, it's a yeah. So people are saying it's similar to Snapchat, but it focuses a lot on selfies. And there was a story of this woman. So Snow is um an app which also lets you edit your videos in real time so the way people do face tuning they like shape their face um like put makeup on through the app like 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 almost like basically photoshop everything snow lets you do, do this in real time so when i say real time i was like live like you can literally make something like someone else in real time you can literally facetime someone with that you, know, you can't facetime someone with it, but you can send them that video of you talking and you got that someone completely different or like just like you with like smaller channels or something like that um and there's a story of this 50 year old lady uh, I don't know if she was a streamer. I think she was streaming. Um, and for, I think it was a few months, she she had a lot, she gained a lot of following because people, because she portrayed herself as like a 20-year-old. And the only reason people realised she was actually 50 and she looked the way she did is because of one time the app malfunctioned and it showed her true self. So this just begs a question that that's the ultimate catfish. And before this, I didn't even know that you could edit your videos in real time. Um, and it's just so like, it's just crazy. This is even possible because I know I've heard of deep fakes and stuff like that. But I'm just saying the fact that you can now actually edit your video and just like literally edit anything. Like, what what is real? <laughs> what is real? Not. I mean, I'm not. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna go deep into this into that topic actually because I feel like yeah. everything is fake. I mean, I mean, I mean, I, I don't know why I was. I think it was three weeks ago. I was talking to one of my boys as well. And I was like, when you look around now, I've been. Plastic surgery. I mean, plastic surgery was was used during I think it was World War One, World War Two for soldiers that like that complications from the war basically. So that's one of the early days of surgical or plastic surgery basically. Now I'm using it on bum, boobs, lips. Some <laughs> girl even add a plastic surgery on her vagina to make it look bigger. And I'm bigger? like, oh, that's, 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 that's a thing as well. She wants that's she wants a different. That's a different. Yeah. I should go up, so it's like bum, vagina, lips, boobs, eyebrows, forehead. Like, what's real now? Like, even just when we're catfishing, I'm never surprised. That's like, that's, I haven't, like, you know what? That's even minor. Because that's not even a big deal. Like, fake, what's real and fake? That's not even a comment. That's not even, what we live in right now, if you go to some cities like LA, there's a chance. Yeah. A lot of people are going to meet there and not going to be real and not going to have everything organic or Miami so it's not even just about catfishing because I mean I've been catfishing in the past and eh, it happens to the best of us but yeah if you're able to catfish, catfishing as a 20 year old maybe she's going through a midlife crisis you know 
I know, but it's just crazy that it was like, like I said, it was portrayed for like, it was impossible for her to even do that. And but but Ooh, and on the other on the other end, you're right. Like that's not actually the worst thing that you could do nowadays because there's so much, there's so many possibilities of how people can falsify the way they look. And also though, some men, you know, what I can try and jump on that. Like mistress Piston people she talks to as subscribers, are they all older men or younger men or no? No, young. What's, I think they're all young. Oh yeah, okay, that's different. I don't know. Maybe she likes you. That's pretty. That's pretty pleasant. I don't know why someone. I don't know why she. I don't, I, I don't she think she actually likes younger men. It was just the fact that she looked like a younger girl, so generally that would attract younger. I don't, I don't know why she's doing it because I mean I don't know what their gender was. Maybe she couldn't mark. I mean maybe she maybe she shouldn't be an influencer. Like she's trying to get this twenty year old yeah, money. Yeah. I don't know. Everyone is trying to be an influencer these days. I tell you, I met, I told you, I met Spike Lee, so that's another conversation. <laughs> you Spike Lee again? That sounds familiar. You don't know Spike Lee? I know Spike Lee. I just, it, I'm just trying to remember. Like, he's a black movie producer, director. Actor. I was thinking he's a director. Like, I was thinking he's a director. It sounds like a director. He's a film director. He's a filmmaker. When did you meet him? He's in America. I met my, my old, I met my old workplace. At my workplace now. <laughs> I am in my work. <laughs> Yeah, and I've heard of him. I've heard of him, and and I mean, I was talking to him, and he he deserves respect. I can tell you, he worked hard to become who he is today. You have to respect that. Well, he made a film, Malcolm X, and I was I was watching Black's Clans of Love Day actually. He didn't even make it. It was he made it and was in it as well. It was an actor in it. But one of the movies that make him big was to the right thing. The right thing came out in 1989. Yeah. From back then, the movie was amazing. The quality of the movie, the way they set in the actors, the character, the plots, the story, the director. And this is what you call Inside it. Man. He did that. That's, that was a good film. Inside Man. I like that. Basically, I want like this. I have this thing with films with Denzel Washington. They're always good. He's just a sick actor. Yeah. Actor, like, yeah. Like I just know he he gives his all into the roles. That he does. Was that other, uh, I thought you made another movie as well, actually. Ah, there's the Washington, Denzel, Denzel, Denzel. I made a movie. This movie was when I knew. This is when I see, actually, this is before, but this is after. This is oh, Man of Fire. Bro, Man of Fire. I remember that little, but then I know. So I can't remember this plot exactly, but yeah. I thought Denzel Washington, yeah. any film he's in, is um, like sick. That movie was when I knew about. Good actors and bad, and not only bad actors, just not good actors. And he's a good, he knows how to get a character. But I feel like, well, often I miss as well, though. He, he's, a, he's a very good actor, but it's, don't you think sometimes, though, he's still Denzel in every movie? They're still the same character. I, to make sense, probably they're giving him similar roles. He's always in a powerful position or in yeah, a position he, where yeah. he's smart, he's smarter than everyone in the room. Or does something heroic because of yeah, and we can't really see him any other way. So all of those characters that have like quite similar traits, like they have to be always in control and smart. So yeah, I, I guess that's what, very what, similar. What actor that I think always smashes it, uh, even as an actor in general, is Christian Bale. Like Christian Bale is a sick actor, and I thought I haven't seen too many of his films. I don't. He was in Bat. Was in Batman. 
Oh, Chris, I always mix him up with someone else. Yeah, he's sick. He's sick. Dark Knight, Batman Begins. Yeah, yeah that's it. And this guy is a method. Is a method actor as well. So he always shit like you can. You can so some movies he was super fat. Actually, put on weight for that movie. I think. I and think the was Machinist. American, American, yeah, was... American Hustle. American Hustle put on weight. Yeah, the Machinist yeah. lost weight. Like if we left it in my list, I, I was meant to watch that. I just, I literally just left it in my list. I've got, I need to, I, I've got so many things on my list on Netflix and Prime that I haven't watched in ages. Oh yeah, I'm one of those people that will add something on my list three years ago, and that's still haven't watched this is why I, I really appreciate good actors and good actresses as well. People that come into the role and fully embody the character. Like if you if, if yeah. you're reading fictional, if you're reading fiction books. And you're coming to the real world, and I when they saying, basically, this actor I can put you on mute, don't know what he's saying, and still understand what he's talking about. That's a good actor. Yeah, that, that's that's just the power of, of um. That's yeah, that's the power of what they can do. Yes. But yeah, that's, that's movies. <laughs> and so there's there's still some films I need to to watch. But like, like I said, the stuff in my list on Netflix, I just leave that there for ages. So I need to start checking Prime more because I have Prime as well. Um, um, but have you, tried, have you checked Disney? I, I, I still haven't even checked the new Disney thing yet. But I heard no, some people say recent. I mean, I don't, right now I don't need it because the library, the library, they I don't think they have that much movies. I mean, they had, I've probably seen it before. So I'm not super excited or eager to even jump on that on their, on their platform. But I will use it. When I just, I'm not even using the Netflix. So, I haven't watched it. I mean, last time I watched the movie was yesterday, actually. I was just that movie. The, oh, yeah, the, free, <laughs> the 365. The 365 Days. I was watching that, and that movie is trash. I don't know, I don't know if we like it. But that's yeah, let's, let's, that, so that film, I kept seeing a lot of buzz around it. Um, okay. And obviously, like, now it makes sense why it was mainly from women. And I just kept seeing it be talked about. And then also, I saw that um, it was. Like what's it called? It was like trending in most most places and like you know Netflix and all the regions and stuff. And I was like, what? So what's this about? And then I must have talked. I must have obviously like seen it and then talked to someone about it. And yeah, um, yeah. I, the feedback I got was like, it has a lot of like sex scenes in it, um, bad acting, and just like it, it's made for a reason. It's made for a reason. You understand why it exists, but it's like it's it's not it's it's not the greatest film essentially. Like, I just skipped it. That's because the acting is so bad, it makes the sex scenes so much better. Because that's the only highlights of the film. Because it's nothing. I still feel it's like, like it's made for um, a predominantly female audience. Because I haven't even seen all the Fifty Shades, but it, it has that kind of um, tone to it. Yeah, like I mean, it's I've, on the same I've, vibe as that. I mean, I've seen I've seen, I've seen Fifty Shades of Grey, and there's like good actors. But I feel like this is more like a porno. A porno what about yeah. the other two? Apparently, it's like three Fifty Shades because it's three books. Uh, I need to see the first one. I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. I have no. I have no intention of watching the other two. I really. I was like, I get the vibe. It's Trust not for me. me. <laughs> so I'm not gonna lie. The reason I watched the first one was so someone asked me to watch it for yeah. research. For research, and that. Uh, <laughs> I don't even know why I watched the first one. Man said research. For research. Um, <laughs> I don't even know why I watch it. Um, oh yeah, I don't know. It's a good. It's a good. I learned some new things 
even after watching it, but I'm like, no, that's it. I, I think I get the gist now. I know what's going to say. After watching this new one, 365, I thought they took, yeah. I feel like the director took a lot of a lot of assets from other movie and I mean a lot of sorry, a lot of scenes from other movie and added and added it to this movie to make it all. So let me show off some I feel like I think it's a scene I watched that movie and it reminds me of Casino Royale from Bond a few years ago. And I was like, this scene reminds me of Casino Royale. And a lot of scenes just had like you know, there were scenes that I'm like these scenes were definitely copied from a different movie. And this director wasn't wasn't really a creative person, I'm not gonna lie. Like, and they had a lot to work with. Like, we haven't. For anyone that hasn't seen it, I'm just gonna explain the plot because I realize we haven't explained yeah. the plot. Just to know. that's true. Cool. Um, so yeah, it's basically actually it's called Free. I think so. I think it's a Polish director or something like that. Like, because yeah. it's called Three Six Five, like DNI, which means days. Um, and essentially, it's like a the leader of a um like a mafia. Like, because the guy's Italian, um, falls in love with this woman who's Polish. And he basically like kidnaps her and gives her gives her like three hundred sixty five days, yeah, essentially like a year to fall in love with him. Yeah. Um, and that's that's like the plot, and then it just plays out through that because that happens very early on. Um, and yeah, then it just gets quite um, similar to like what you said, like um, like what's it called, like um, Fifty Shades, where it's like there's a lot of um, what's the word, like BDMs kind of stuff, and just yeah. very dominated S N M, yeah, all of the acronyms. Every acronym, every acronym you could think of, that's the <laughs> They chucked it in there, trust me. All the acronyms. Um, and, yeah, like, and even, like, the camera angles and stuff, of like, I was like, yeah, this is, is very unique. But there's one thing that I wanted to draw up, is that from even Fifty Shades and this, this kind of genre of, um, what's it called? Is it called erotica? Or is it called, like, fiction? What's it called? I think, I think erotic fiction. Yeah, like, why is it that um, generally they... The, the traits of the show is very, like, hypersexual and quite um, aggressive. Like, some people can even say, like, some, it touches on some topics which can be very sensitive, but yet, and to very and can be very, um, what's it called? Like, it's topics that you wouldn't really discuss easily, but then it touched on that. But why is it that a lot of women still fantasize about this or, like, look at it as, like, romantic, even though the subjects are discussed as quite toxic? Because I remember when Fifty Shades came out, there was mm-hmm. point. There was two points of views on it, saying, "Oh, like obviously women loved it. Women saying like, why, why are they loving this scenario of a, of like a guy being very controlling and just dominating in like a very way that can be looked at as dom- like domestic abuse in a weird way. But why is it? Why yeah. is it that we're drawn to these? I think there's a, there's a deeper human psychological thing behind the fact that like we're drawn to this toxic topics being portrayed like this." I mean, yeah. I mean, I've watched, I watched, okay, I'll come from two places. So I watched, not Vox, the Vox, as we call Vox Explain, and Explain yeah. Sex and, and Fantasies. And some people actually have some different, I won't call it weird, because weird is very, like, that's like negative, negative connotation. However, yeah. some people actually have different fantasies based on different things. So, I mean, it's like kidnapped. Some people have that fantasy of being kidnapped. Some people have fantasy of being tied up. Some people have of being picked up different fantasies basically of different things and it all comes from the same yeah. place of just some deep some deep dark desire for something out of the ordinary basically something out of the numb and why like an S&M BDSM they are very big in some places because they love this if they like something out of the ordinary they want to be creative they want to explore something and 
Fifty Shades, when Fifty Shades came out, it came out as a book. I'm not gonna lie, an erotic book, uh, amazing. <laughs> I didn't know I was gonna say that. Because you've read one. Yeah, they're amazing. They paint, they put you into the, they put you into the, they put you into the book. So I feel like you're part of it. I feel like that's a lot. Like Harry Potter, like Harry Potter. No, Harry Potter, Harry Potter, you know, <laughs> Harry Potter, you know, Harry Potter. It's still very, it's still, it's still imaginative, but just erotic yeah. book. Everything's, everything's broken down. You know that scene where she's getting tied up. It's in a movie, she's getting tied up. In a movie, she's getting tied up, but they explain what she's getting tied up with. They, she's getting stuck to the pole. So you cannot, in your brain, you have oh, the, in you the book, the, in the book, they explain yeah, that. Exactly. You have the ability to create the image in your brain. So in your brain, you can even make the image 10 times better based on how creative and how imaginative you are. So, so some movies, they're always trying to go above. It's like this movie, this, this, this movie, the 365, was directed by a woman. And women experience sex different to men. So I feel like the movie is coming from a woman's point of view of what sex is. Even the like when the guy was having his moment, I was like, I don't look like this. I don't think every guy looks like this. Really this. But I know it's coming from a woman's point of view. And I've seen, I've seen I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't care. I've seen women act this way when they're getting, <laughs> when they're getting this. <laughs> I'm not, I'm not do, gonna do it. Do it. Yeah. <laughs> when when they're getting the when they're getting the stuff, the yeah. So and I've seen the way they act, and I'm like, okay, this is different from women's perspective because this is a woman's expression. This is why the woman reacts, moves, sounds, whatever. So I feel like something. Yeah, because a lot of things are exaggerated. They're, they're exaggerated, much. like the, the act of even doing certain things. I'm like, is it really that deep? But then, like <laughs> you said, it's because of it's cover. A woman's point of view which like i guess like it, which is completely true like i obviously i would not be able to unless you i can understand obviously by like from experience and stuff and speaking to women but generally the way it's displayed like it's just i just i just couldn't resonate with it because it's not the way i experienced that so it just it's, it's however, interesting. however that scene that's me after that four shot of tequila that's me after that four or five of six shots of tequila and that i'm very that's, yeah that, that. Like that. From a woman's, from a woman's perspective. <laughs> no, no, because how can I put it? Okay, for example, you haven't had any sort of sexual experience in the last two, in the last two months or in a year. Yeah. Or I don't know how long you haven't had sex. You can assume you haven't had sex in a year, two years. And for example, now they're me a partner, which they're. So, okay, also, also, when you have an emotional attachment with someone and you've been, not even used to drink, but when you have an emotional attachment, like a strong bond with someone. The actual sexual experience can be very stimulating, not just physically, but emotionally, mentally, and yeah, the whole your own your whole physical and emotional structure can be can be altered in that moment. So you feel almost like almost intoxicated as well. It's like being on drugs, but it's sex. But you've just someone someone else, a random person, so we're not really close with. And you have that sort of moment. It won't be that. It will, it will be good, but it won't have that moment where. Every, when they touch you, it feels like someone is sending, I don't know, electric shock boxes wave. to your system. Yeah. A shockwave. But someone you love or someone you care about, everything feels, it's like being on the best drink or drug or best something ever, but it's with someone. And that moment, everything, every little thing feels amazing. However... But the way that, the way they portray it is always like that all the time. It's always, yeah, every scene is always like, it's always like, it's been three years. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm, I kind of blame the director for. I think that's their agenda. I feel like women like this as well. Women want to see a guy 
look like I feel like a lot of women a lot of women complain about guys that don't moan or show any facial facial expression during sex apart from looking angry. And I thought to myself, <laughs> angry. Let me just look mad. Let me just look extra focused during sex. I'm like, it's sex. Or some people just look mad and pissed off. I'm like, it's a it's a pleasure, it's a pleasure moment, enjoy it. So I feel like she's come from a point of like, maybe this is what she wants. This is she this is what she expects from guys or based on guys she's yeah. with. I mean, I've been I mean, I'm I'm not a kid, I'm I'm an adult and I've had a few experiences here and there. As some experiences, I'm just like I'm like a potato bro. I'm just like, ah, I'm kinda I can't I'm, I'm looking forward to breakfast already. After through sex, because it's just not worth it. Like I'm hungry yeah. already. It's food. And some sex I'm like, I don't want this to end. Like every little thing feels like amazing. So in a weird way, a lot of guys just don't express themselves apart from just pull the dick in, shove it out. That's what they do. They don't really show much. But women want guys that moan, have facial expression, talk back. You know, I'm not getting. I'm not getting to this. <laughs> I'm not getting. To yeah, this. I'm not getting to this. <laughs> this is a very deep dive for me, literally. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm out. <laughs> Read a book or something. Educate. I feel like also but, as a, before yeah. I finish that, like, I feel like before I finish, I feel like women and men need to educate themselves on how to pleasure each other. That's what I'm saying. I dropped my phone. That's what I'm saying. I'm dropping the mic. I was like, what? <laughs> I was going mic, like that. <laughs> no, that, that is very true. That is very true. That's why, like, even, like, watching these films, that would, like, obviously they're not the best, like, neither is Fifty Shades, but it's just, it's interesting to understand how women visualise this stuff. Like, no, I, I don't think it's an accurate depiction of how all women visualise it, but, like, to an extent, yeah. it is, it is showing a point of view that they do have in terms of how they see this, because, it, it makes sense for even for speaking to the girls like yeah they like since I've had people said yeah like this film was just kind of trash but at least the sexes were good <laughs> and I was like really yeah. I just thought the whole thing was trash but then I've, that's what I've you've seen it I haven't saw on Twitter some girl I mean there's, I think there's a scene where you, you've seen the movie right so yeah um, I, sk- where, I skimmed through I didn't watch it properly yeah I mean, there's a skin there's a skin I think there's a scene where they, they were showering and they got a shower and it kind of comes up by the neck. And yeah. in that moment... That's a restraining order. That's a restraining order right there. <laughs> in that moment, I felt some type of way as well. In that moment, I thought to myself, this is, this is kind of what... I'm not saying no, I'm not getting into this. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling you, that's a restraining order. That is a restraining yeah, order. In the, in the, in the like, if you haven't, I mean, if you haven't said... Choke, it's not something we're going to be up choking. But we just, if you're choking a random girl, that's great. But we're up choking, doing sex, isn't wrong. And that moment, I felt like, oh, I felt like I was, I was watching myself. But I'm like, this guy is a psychopath at the same time. So I exactly. Think about so you can't see those similarities. <laughs> in that. That's, that's some dangerous grounds. Um, there's, there's a difference between dominance and, and that. And... Like I said, it, I think the whole the whole thing has just been dominant as well because essentially, both of these both of these films, both of these guys are quite powerful. Like they're quite powerful men; they normally take what they want and assert their yes. authority. So I think that also plays into something that they they fantasize about or visualize from a woman's perspective. We need to get we need to get a girl to talk on this. But um, I, I, before we run, before we run, I feel like you know, I'm not gonna like I'm I'm different to that extent where. If I feel my life is controlled when it comes to sex, sometimes 
I just don't want to be dominant. I'm like, yo, baby, just take control right now because all my life, all day I've been in control. Right now, I don't want to get to bed with you. I also be in control, right? Right now, tired and go for something. That's what I'm saying. No, see, I'm not, I'm not <laughs> that easy. Even with that, just like I said, I'm a bit, I'm in control. I want to know the, not, not in a freaking like uniform way, as in like A, B, C, D, like, okay, it's this and that. Just as in, I'll, re, when you read the room, it's just me. Control the whole room. The whole energy is just... How about this? How about this? She comes in, ties you up, and... Uh, I'm not trying to get No, before she, before she even no. ties up, that, that rope, everything's getting dashed out the window. You ain't tied no one up in here, man. Think I'll give me PTSD of being arrested. Are you serious? Well. You no, no, I would do that. I'm just not... I don't think I've got to that level of comfortability with anyone yet. So I, I, I would be the one doing oh, any yeah, sort of the action. You have to get... I think once you get to that level, you've done it like, yeah, do you know this is this is because sometimes even like with growth as well, you, you do something like you know this is new this is part of me now. not part of me now but this is something that I'm comfortable with and that that comes with experience so it's just one of those things. No. But I generally do feel like I just feel like more women are open than men though generally I like but so the things yeah, I do from, from what I've seen is you, then they're quite selective of who they're open with or you will never know it's either they're quite selective or or like very open I've never seen it just like. In the middle, I don't know. That's just from my personal experience. Not saying how women. I mean, I've met some women that didn't want to be dominant. I've met some women that want to be dominated, and I've met some women that kind of like in between. But I haven't met a guy that goes, "Oh, I like S and M," and S and M is basically made sadism and sadism. And... Are you having that conversation with a guy? Was it? Unless you're both really comfortable. With your I, yeah, well, you know what? I feel like men should have this conversation though. I feel like men put this boundary or I don't want to talk about sex or I don't do that. No, like, I was like, I would want to I'm gonna I'm gonna stop right there. I really want to talk about stuff if a woman is interested in educating me. I just don't feel we unless I've done it, then I can talk to like my boy about it. But before then I don't really want to until I've experienced that room, then that's oh. that's just, I'm, yeah. I mine oh, is from an experience mm-hmm. then and review. Right. I can't be reviewing to experience because <laughs> it's not the same for me. I just like I need to watch a movie first. They come say a big one. This is what happened to me. Let's talk about how we can make it lit. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, yo, Carly, let me let me play your scenario. Imagine a girl. I'm not gonna like this. I'm not gonna like this. We'll carry on. Imagine it's your birthday and your girl meets an hotel. I'm thinking, oh my god, this is gonna be nice. And you you start drinking. You say, let me tie you up because you're so drunk. Like, yeah, go for it. Tie me up. And she turns you around. Got sound like some whip as I was spanking you. What you do? I'll take that whip and I'll spank the thing to tie me up. And I'm saying to you, like, get a refund. I'm going back to my house. Get a refund now. Get, get a refund. <laughs> you try to do that? Never again. Never again. No, I'm, I'm going home. I'm going home. Give me the hotel room on the own that night. What kind of, what kind of bamboozle is that? You no. I didn't even sign uh, even get, send me the memo by email and you're going to yeah. try to do that. No. <laughs> I didn't send you the real warning. No. I, I, okay, that would be extreme but I, I, I won't be comfortable with that. And I would like the person that I would be vibing with would know that yeah, that's a bit too much. But I don't mind doing that way around though. That's different. <laughs> it's just different. Yeah, I, know, I, I can't vibe right. like that. Yeah, I just can't. Mm-hmm. That's just, I'm very set in stone when it comes to that. How about Even Candlewax? Yeah, I, I don't know if I've done that. I can't remember. But something on that tone, yeah. That's not that, that's not that bad. 
Is that yeah? That's it. If you have pain, it's good. What's the Candle wax, strawberry, all of them things. Chocolate. <laughs> bro, this guy's going to sin. Relax. Relax. <laughs> We're quarantined, bro. <laughs> There's nothing in this street. Just like cherry blossom <laughs> on the air. Yankee, Rah. Yankee, Yankee, Yankee candle. Yeah, Yankee, Yankee candle. candle. Yeah. Music playing. Would would like sit. Would like doing the same. Candles, candles burning. God. But yeah, there's, there's no way I'm <laughs> being the one in that position. I'm doing like the the mm. forest heads are like the person controls the situation. That's nah. No, I like it both ways. I like it both ways. I can play both. I can play both roles. Submissive and dominant. It's a it's a what is a beautiful life to live. No, some people are stuck. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, so I just wanna oh on on the turn of movies. Just before we move on, I just wanna talk about like just some little. Um, thing that I've seen with a director. So you know we're talking about the Spike Lee. There's another director that's been making some statements about um, okay. the film Black Panther, which came out a while ago. When did Black Panther come okay. out? I think it was 2018. Yeah, so Black Panther's been out for actually. Think you think it's longer? If no, I say it feels. It feels longer because I don't think the film was. Yeah, 2018. I'm pretty sure 2018. Anyways, this oh. director called. Uh, Terry Gilliam spoke okay. about it and he says he doesn't really like Black Panther. Um, his comments are actually quite comedic. Um, he spoke about it at the end of last year and he said um, he thinks uh, Black Panther is utter BS um, and saying um, the, 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 he said the directors and the people that made the film probably never even went to Africa to understand how Africa really is from what they depicted he says um, it was only created for identity politics, and he says mm. I hated I hated Black Panther. It makes me crazy. It gives young black kids the idea that this is something to believe in. It's BS. It's utter BS. So essentially, he was just angry that Black Panther gives black kids um, a depiction of like what it was showing and giving them something to believe in. And there's just also all you have to say is one statement to dismantle his point. Um, he's angry that. A fic- is, is it fic- non-fiction or fiction? How, how do you class it's it? Fiction. It's fiction. A fictional character from a Marvel thing. He's angry that that's not showing kids how are we the reality of how things are. Yeah. And forgetting that that's 1% of a whole Marvel movie franchises that they have. Yeah. Spider-Man, Thor, all of this. And he's complaining about that. It's, it's actually comedic. But do you know what my thing is? People actually supporting him. People are saying, yeah, he's right. Black Panther didn't deserve this, but did and I was like, "What?" I, I, mean, I just want to hear your point of that. Yeah, my point, and I mean, I, I'm don't, I don't, I don't fully agree with what he's saying, but they get where it's coming from. However, the reason why I messed up is this, this is fiction and not fiction. It's not real. It's 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 something out of imagination. So I didn't get where, so that's that's where that's that's the one. Yeah, but then it's like, what about what about someone that's Caucasian watching Thor, watching Spider Man, watching all the other like thousands of like, superheroes that show the picture. That, that means that the point is void in is in sure. from even I when mean, it came out. Now. I mean, I have my I have my own iffy ifs about Black Panther in general. I feel like the yeah. movie is the movie is a shoot that's been documentary. I don't have to accept it, but it's, it's like this is war. It could have been if you guys took your continent seriously, basically. But I mean, my that, could, that could be on the on, that could be on the what's it called the DVD or something. They may have documented. Yeah, uh, I mean, my I don't know. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. I see what you mean. See, my favorite character in the movie is Killmonger. That's it. That, see, when I say my favorite character is Killmonger, you know where I'm coming from. Like, 
this is it. This is this is it. Like that, the amount of effort they put into building that character. Yeah, like even the, even Killmonger said that even Michael Jordan was actually see it show based after playing Killmonger. And I feel you go, I feel you go with it from because when you put some that mentality, it's not easy to get out of that mentality because every black person, I don't, I don't, I can't I say every black person. That's very, that's very general decision. That's a very generalized statement. But I feel like some black people that are well, no, I'm not even well educated. This is just some black people have that feeling that you know, in the back of their mind, they have this itch of this is what black excellence is. This is what black power this is what black being black is yeah and that's kind of what killmonger represented of okay black power black ownership black resources and a lot of things being black being just being taken care of and right now that's how i fully support killmonger even towards the end of black panther he opened up he opened wakanda to other countries which is basically what we did back in the day opened africa up to other countries to come in and start using the resources so I don't. I don't I mean. I don't agree with the, with the director, but I. I just have my own. You know, if if. Yeah, but your your point still doesn't 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 align with his point in any way because his I, point I, I, is. I, I do think I do think his point has a bit of bigotry in it because he's just basically saying, he's, he's he's more like disdain that the fact that this is a film portraying a, a bit more positive image or even giving representation and he's he's like oh that should, that shouldn't happen yeah he's basically saying that shouldn't happen in in essence and. Because it gives a false image, which, like I said, is fictional. And there's loads of other films. Just like off my head, like I said, there's Thor, there's a Spider-Man, there's all those other films. Like Iron Man, like even Iron Man's a bit. I guess someone maybe could be able to do that because Iron Man's uh, doesn't have any superhero powers. But yeah, like there's loads of you know you know the the, the Marvel universe and DC. Yeah. that's like critique, critiquing any literally any superhero film and saying anyone that looks at that superhero should be should, like should should check themselves because it's not real. Of course, you know it's mm-hmm. not real, but. To even say that he's, he doesn't like the fact that it happened and just cause issue with it, the fact there's that film, like any, any film we, can, we critiqued as a film, but to critique it as a portrayal of a specific type of people, right. can yeah. Show, yeah, it's just, I, I just think it's very ill-informed and just silly. And he's even made some other statements that you kind of understand where he's coming from. He's, he almost seems like he, um, his other statements also side, I'm never making the assumptions, but the, uh, his other statements support like people from the likes of Harvey Weinstein just I'm just going to summarize the kind of viewpoint okay. he has that's the kind of viewpoint he has so with all that information and then he, and when he makes a kind of statement you can't understand where he's coming from I mean is a white man making move I mean on that note we that about black kids I've heard of black kids who watch Black Panther and feel proud I'm still proud to be black I think okay Africa is not what we've been taught Africa is Africa is in this crazy place where I feel like some people think of Af- I feel like people look at Africa and think it's a jungle, and I'm like, well, like a box man. Yeah, and I'm like, like oh, man. And I've actually met people that solidify that statement because they literally never met a black person or been to Africa, and they just had this depiction of what they see in the media, which is like the worst form to inform you of how some people live. Like, and this is for anyone, even if you're like Asian watching representation of someone else from a different country, or even if you're like. Like anyone, this 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 is if your you, if your only resource is like media or what you see on a specific platform, that's wrong. The best way to find out about how people live or how certain types is to actually speak to someone from that place yeah. or actually go there. That's the only. That's one of the only two forms of reliable. They should be reliable. You shouldn't go to the media for the best representation of that. But um, yeah. when people only I mean, go to on media, that, yeah. on that note though, about people thinking Africa is an Oxfam, this all giving to Africa. 
Feed Africa. This stuff started around 1967, 1970, during the yeah. Nigerian Civil War. So the Nigerian Civil War was between the... It was basically was, was, was Biafra versus Nigeria. And if, if, you know your, if you know about the Nigerian Civil War, then you know what that means, Biafra War and Civil War. And Nigeria, Nigeria was, was starving, you know, Biafran kids. And these kids were losing weight. They were very, they were very malnourished. They were, I mean, they had like, they had, this, they had a disease called, oh, what's the disease called? Malaria. It's like when you don't, it's not malaria, it's even worse than that. It's called Kwanshaka. Kwanshaka is when you can't, you can, you're not feeding the kids. So they, they get very skinny. They, they have big bellies, but they're very thin. And this when it started. This is when Oxfam started taking. So, and this is when people. This is when war photographers went to Africa and took photos of this kid. And also this old charity give back to Africa started doing the Biafran war. This still it was yeah. a very disgusting, disgusting war. And I still, I see it. probably still, still have this anger towards Nigeria because I'm even though I'm Nigerian, but there's a divide back then. But what it did to the kids. Basically, to break it down, Nigerian. So you know, imagine, imagine have a country. And the food import, they keep blowing it up so they couldn't really get food into the country. So the, the, so the citizens were just starving. It was so cruel. But that's another conversation. Uh, so they were starving with supplies, basically. Yeah. The other side was cutting up the plane, stopping their supplies so they couldn't feed their citizens. I mean, their actual people. So the kids were starving. Is it, were they waiting for them to surrender? Was it Because obviously, Civil War, they were just yeah. waiting for the other side to surrender. Yeah. It was the worst war technique ever. Like that's the worst war tactic, tactic ever to use on your own people. But yeah, I'm not gonna lie. I'm I'm not, I don't know. I don't want to talk about that on this on this on the podcast. But yeah, but that's when these all taking photos of African kids and painting on paper to say Oxfam wherever started from back then. Yeah, and Africa isn't like that. I mean, I'm from, I was I was born in Nigeria. I'm there when I was twelve, and I didn't move here because my life was tried. I mean, because I was just coming to meet my parents, and but I had a good life. So. We've been to we really need to travel and go Africa, man. See the motherland. It's not what they it's not what they show you on TV. It is it is it's a very beautiful place. But huh? yeah, but like I said, that that depiction is what is what they see all the time yeah. and they assume. So um and then yeah, so the so that, it, his point was that I was kind of reinforcing that statement saying it's almost just like that, it's, it's not involved in any way, which is not like Completely ridiculous, and in this, in this, like, even in this decade, not even that. Like, it's just in general, just, just wrong. Like to even make that assumption. Um, yeah. But um, and just another thing. I'm just gonna go over some things that have happened. Another opportunist, uh, whose name was Giorgio Demetrio, a Manchester businessman, tried to, um, what's it called, trademark the term Black Lives Matter, and I can't breathe. And people were like, what the hell? Like, he literally tried to trademark it. Because um, it, it was on the trademark IPO website. And people were obviously going to retaliate. Because why are you trying to trademark a term? And he made a statement saying he, he the reason why he's trying to trademark it is to, for charitable reasons. And to give back <laughs> to the kids in, in, in Manchester. But then he also said... Which kids um, in Manchester? I don't know. We don't know. Like, he's a businessman. Yeah, he, he has a, a business called... I forget the name of his business. But anyways... Um, he said that same way. He said, if any third party wants to use it, he may charge them. And that's when people flipped out. So he's trademarking a social movement that's happening right now. Uh, and also a statement that came out of the death of John Floyd and in the UK specifically. And he's saying, yeah, I'm going to charge people for using it. Um, it's, it's just, I was like, 
it made you just like humanity, man. It made you give up on humanity for a second. Um, and you're like, what's going on? Like, is it, yeah. What, uh, did you see, did you see that? No, I didn't see that at all. And I think that's crazy. But at the same time, it won't be the first person trying to make money of this Black Lives Matter or, or the actual protest going on. I mean, not, I feel like, <clears throat> sorry. I don't feel like it's, it's the first person that's going to make money from this or we try to make money from this or already making money from this. This whole situation going on right now. It's just, yeah. it's just unlucky. I don't support what it's doing, but it's just unlucky you go out. So that's. Yeah, but I'm, I'm happy you got. Imagine he actually went, because I've done trade, I've trademarked things before. It's like a few, sometimes I think it's two or three month process. So you have to yeah. trademark, register it, then it gets examined, then it gets um, processed before it gets published. And in that time, people can attest to it because I've had to attest to trademark before as well. Mm. So he was willing to go through all that to trademark something. And then by the time the movement, like, kind of, I, I don't know, like, died down or something, he was going to start charging people to use that state, that um, slogan, which is, it's so opportunist. And, and, like, and it, it was mad as well. You can't really yeah. use, now, if anything happens, you can't really use it anymore. It's basically yeah. taking away from the people that actually need it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And you would charge, and you have to pay him royalties to use it, which is like I said, for the whole point, of this is trying to fight a cause. To do that is very that's the that's the epitome of selfish. That literally that's the epitome. But um, I saw an update saying that he's. I hope this is true, but it said he's withdrawn his his um his application after pressure, yeah. and he says he received a lot of threats um to his business and his staff as well. Um, but that was only recently. Like I, I think that was today actually. I saw that um, update, but um, yeah, this was in the last few days that he was caught out for trying to register that. Um, but on some more positive things, the football player Marcus Rashford, um, oh, yeah. I think, plays for United. He basically yeah. wrote an open letter to um, to like MPs, like local MPs, and also like to Boris. To I don't know the full, I don't know the full, um, what's it called, thing behind the statement. But the gist I got was it that he was doing it to give to for them to reinstate a policy to give kids free school meals during summer like kids that are quite vulnerable families with low income that basically the government and the UK were gonna stop that from happening but then from from him making this open letter literally on Twitter he made an open letter yeah. on Twitter addressed it to um, Boris and all his MPs and they they've they um, did a u-turn on the decision and now they're gonna let the the kids have that so okay. it's just crazy that he literally just wrote open letter on Twitter. You can if you check his Twitter, uh, Marcus Rashford, you can see it right now. And people are just saying this just goes to show that you can literally just just try and see what happens because if Power. if he if, if he didn't do that, and then possibly um, that all just kids may kids. We don't know if they would definitely starve, but yeah, they would have they wouldn't have had this support. Yes. And um, I think it's around over two hundred thousand kids that his that little tweet literally helped, which is crazy. Um, yeah, yeah, he has influence though, and yeah, I I know there's always little positive things happening, but yeah, that that's gonna help. This is specifically the UK, but him doing that is gonna help a lot of families in the UK over the summer period and possibly longer. Even um, this topic of Twitter as well. Twitter just launched something right now where you can actually send that for your sending voice notes on Twitter as well. Oh, they've added that to Twitter now. Saying, yeah, it's amazing. Actually, can actually like it. You can just instead of typing, just say what you want. And just play it's a story. People can just listen to it. So if you're doing a podcast, a podcast or whatever, I mean we have our own podcast, so we do keep based on you know put content on there as well. You can just little snippets here and there, you can, can listen to it. But anyone in general can actually just add their voice recording onto Twitter. Never video, just audio, which is very convenient for a lot of people. 
Oh, I'll try that later. Um, okay, so we've come to the part of the pod where we'll find out what's been in your rotation. So, yeah, free... Um... All right, before we get on that, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. When was the last time someone told you how important you are? Um, not necessarily, like, how important, but I'm not going to lie to you. I actually do kind of... Re- I've I've had that kind of conversation. It's not, I, I would say it's like sometimes they're few and far between. But luck, I I'm kind of lucky that I do have people in my life that are quite. I'm just gonna say, use the word aware of like themselves and like of and of good traits in people as well. So I, thus, I'll just say this year. But I know that okay. sometimes in 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 my life, like that's lacking for a long period of time. But like I don't even really notice it. Like, I don't have conversations where people like kind of evoke that kind of side of you and kind of show you are like yeah you're actually you're actually doing something if that makes sense because we all kind of doubt ourselves but um yeah i'll say i've had that this year but i do understand like before that i've had times where i've i didn't remember the last time but yeah but why'd you ask that no it just no i just wanted to like no because i mean everyone i feel like we all live life on the like we all live life just living life just gonna do our own thing but sometimes you need to hear from other people how important we are to them. Even always important, just like yo, like I see you, bro, keep you up. Or well yeah. done to you. Just like little positive comments or so because sometimes when we're in it, we don't really see ourselves. And so and when someone watching us, a third person that you're by the way, like kudos to you, but you're doing your thing. And just sometimes I'll ask like because I mean, it's not often someone goes, Oh, Carty or real one, you're important. No one really speaks the word important, but some people are like, oh, I'm so proud of you, or what are you doing? And it's another, it's, a, it's another word of, you know, reaffirming your belief in yourself as well. But yeah. Yeah, and just, do you know what I like I said, I think I, I am, the only reason I say that, I, like I said, I know it's very unique because there's a few years ago that I can specifically remember where that didn't happen. But I don't think it's, I think the reason why I receive it is because of, it's not because of just necessarily me, it's because of sometimes randomly, like, although I am bad at, like, generally sometimes, keeping up with communication with certain people like I would attest to that but I do try to just randomly just hit up people that I haven't spoken to in a while just to see how they're doing and last year like even a few podcasts ago we had our, our like we had um CK on uh which is yeah. like one of my like one of our boys or kind of our old friends but um yeah last year I just called him and one of our boy Gino and some other people just like um and even one of our friends at DJs I literally remember just called like a handful of people just like I haven't spoken to in a while and just literally seen like how they are, what they're doing, and I just check up on them, and then just say like, "Yeah, oh, you're still doing that." Or like, "I see you," and just like give them some positivity, and then just and just checking in, and like it's one of the things we have to talk all the time. But when we do talk, we uh, right. we have that conversation, and then after that, I didn't speak to CK for a while, and then when I called him, he even said, "Yeah, been when I see you, like you you traveling to hey, you're doing this," and like it's it's like because we're both giving each other that energy. It's just like positive reinforcement, mm-hmm. reinforcement both ways, and I, I realize because yeah. I give that energy off, that's why I receive it back. Because, like, yeah, like, even today, like, as we are talking, earlier, one of my friends launched, like, a business. It's called um, Conscious Chicks. She's, she launched, like, a homemade, um, how do you classify it? Like, you know, like, body shop. Yes. I don't know. I don't know what you class like that makeup, as. Not makeup, but, like, I those kind of products. Makeup accessories, basically. Yeah. Like, for, but for body and stuff. Like, she launched, like, on the same vein as body shop. And then I've just That's been supporting thing. her. Yeah, cosmetics. Yeah, like that kind of stuff. Natural, very good. It's called Conscious Chicks, and you can buy her on Etsy. I'm just plugging her. But even like that, like, I just try to support my friends with doing things. So generally, I realize once, like, that's just me in general. Like, I want to see people win. So you give that kind of energy, it generally does come back, and it just you don't always expect it. And everyone's just rooting for each other, which is the way it should be. 
I think that's but, the yeah. I mean, I mean you, you know that right there at the end. I feel like when you're supporting your friends, not even financially, but just saying, yo, bro, I see if, But you know, I feel, I feel like when people say like, support your friends, always, it's not always about even money. It's just about, yeah. if, for example, if you do like, if you do YouTube, YouTube videos, basically, liking it or sharing it, that's yeah. a form of support. Because some, I mean, that's a form of support right there. But I, love, I feel like people, I feel like when your friends are very supportive and always, even though, even if, like, if you're not doing a lot in your life, but you support your friends, that energy will always come back to you as well. Because you're putting that positive energy out there. And, I mean, yeah, you, you know they're right there. Energy is like karma. When energy is karma, so the energy you put back into the world always comes back to you. Bad, positive or negative, it will come back to you. So you're always supporting your friends, saying words of affirmation to your friends, just being a good friend, really. I and that. I just che- I just checked her. I just took. I literally just checked their website. She sold out already of the products that she launched today. Remember, I yeah, told I you about her. You me about her. But I didn't even. Can you ask about this soap? And I'm like, yeah, I've, I've yeah. bought like I bought like because when I buy when I shop for my when I shop for my like moisturizer on soap and stuff, I buy it in bulk. So I don't run out for like two months. That way, yeah, that's why I, that's why I shop. Also, I'm very specific as well because my body type. But yeah. I yeah, I just, I just check check it out though, and like anyone else is listening. Right What's it called again? Cosmic, um, con- conscious chicks. I'll send you the page. But I remember she told me about it before she launched, and she launched it now. And yeah, like just it's, just, it's nice to see when people realize what they want to do. I know someone says, oh, "I'm going to do this," and then you actually see it come to fruition. It's like you just feel proud, like for them, and like happy for them. For them. I remember like, I, I have a huge respect for people that actually do what they say they want to do. Because I'm, I'm a big procrastinator. Like, I'm, I don't jump on something immediately. It might take me like a year to do something I want to do. Because I always, I always overthink about the ups and downs, whatever. When I meet people, just like, you know what? I had this idea and they jump on it. I'm like, yo, I'm Sam. Even you as well, you have the same thing as well. Like, you just say something, you just jump on it immediately. I'm like, mad. Yeah, I need to balance. I'm too, I'm too quick. <laughs> I need to say something. Best believe the next ten minutes. I'm trying to make it happen, <laughs> but that's I'm my issue is I need I need to think it through sometimes a bit more than I do. Yeah, I spend time. I spend a lot of time thinking, and sometimes that's always that's always kind of negative as well. Because I spend so much time yeah. thinking, I don't actually do it because I find a reason not to do it. Like, I've had ideas, and I'm like, ooh. I think my problem is also my problem is I don't know how to ex- execute my ideas because I do I do mad research. And I'm like, why do I make it into an object? I'd like quantify this. I try to make it into a thing, into something someone can use. Then I get, I get overwhelmed, and I just crash and burn. And I'm like, sometimes just thing. starting it, you figure that out. But I do believe you need both, because if having too much of one or the other is not, it's not, it's not necessarily the best. Like you need a bit of both. You need to be practical and also be able to think theoretically and logical and plan things out. Because if you can, you can do everything, and you don't think it all out, and then something comes up, and you just don't have to overcome it. Or you can overthink it, and then something comes up in your mind, and you can't, over, and then you can't overcome it. So you can fe- yeah. you can face roadblocks on either way of like of acting of action. But um, I do feel like once you have a balance of both, or even a little bit, like like a little percentage of you can face progress, which is what I try to aim. But yeah, I find most people are on other end of the spectrum, and in that case, you can just partner with someone that has the op- the opposite skills to you. Yeah, that's and then, the best, and then win that way. Because you can't, yeah. I mean, that's the, I feel like that's, that's why I always believe in friendship. Because your friends are also your teammates to an extent. Because when you think about it, your friends are your friends. Like if you want to do something, your friends definitely know about it because they're your friends. 
So when you tell your friends about yeah. something, like, oh, I have this idea. Even when you just want to come to you, you have, have this idea, you always go like, oh, you always ask questions about, okay, I have this idea, what's it going to do? Well, like, yeah. And, and I, I very much appreciate that still. Because yes, that means you actually care. And you actually want to know more about the idea and just say, yeah, oh, I'm always interested. No, no, no. You always have to pick. And it was like, give feedback. And like, I'd rather receive feedback. I, I receive uh, feedback more comfortably. Too much I receive it comfortably anyways, but even more, like, you respect a lot more when it's come with people that, like, you, that your friends, not just giving you super, super, like, oh, this is amazing. I like, still tell you, okay, this is good, but just think about this. And sometimes yes. a lot of things come out that you just, in order for your friends to win, you have to be, you have to, you do have to give them critical feedback yeah, um, yeah. as well to like help them grow, which I, I try to do. And, and I'm ho- I'm happy to receive as well. Exactly. What are your friends for, Doug? But yeah, man, friendship. Yeah. Is, I mean, everyone, everyone, I appreciate your friends. Because friends, I mean, I always, I always have this saying that friends are blessings. Because when you go to the world, everyone's a stranger until they become friends. And that's it. <laughs> that's true. Um, give us your, give us your rotation this week, like so My far. My current rotation. This three week songs, so three songs, or three artists, whichever one you pick. Whichever one. Artist. Or, so, or. So lately, I've been listening to some. I have a different vibe right now, so I've been listening to a bit of Tupac. But you know, just in my it's, it's my birthday month, by the way, guys. So it's, it's a Gemini. Yeah. It's a Gemini one still. So I, I, I hate the, I hate those dogs. Gemini's are so annoying. I'm joking. Carry pause. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> <laughs> so good, I, discovered, I discovered this our, our artist. Her name is Sally, and. She she's not she's not English. She's like I don't know where she's from, but it's not def- it's definitely not English. It's, it sounds like it's kind of like I'm not sure where she's from. You know, we just listen to this song. I don't know where it's from. We just kind of just go with the vibes. Yeah. So yeah, it's Sally. This song is called GFLA. Yeah, that's what it's called anyway. I don't know. Where is it's he called. French? I think. Or is it just the way you're pronouncing it? It's where I'm pronouncing it. <laughs> That sounds French. I was like, bro, what song is that? Okay. What's, what's the song called? It's called F F. It's called it's called Chifla. F, no, it's called G F L A. G F L A. My name is Sally, and I'm listening. I'm listening to another artist called Mera Mera and Mera Mera and Mera. Mera Andre Andrade Andrade. Just from, say 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 the names how it's spelled, mate. Because who's trying to do that? She's from Cuba, and it is. Mera oh, that's right. That's and, right. and she's amazing voice. Not English as well. I've been to another artist called Jake Peg Mafia, and other artists as well. Check them out. So the uh, the song I've been listening to right now on rotation is Puff Daddy by JPEG Mafia. Until the until the end of time. The original version and the remix and the remix version by two part, and also I've been I've been listening to I've been listening to Solange, you know. Oh yeah, is it Solange or Solange? Solange, and I'm just saying Solange. Solange just sounds like some African way of saying. I don't I, I don't care. Solange, Solange. I think it's Solange. I've been listening to a song yeah. called Stay Stay Floy. It's a very cool song. Just just vibes. This is my, this is my top five. three eyes and top three songs I'm looking to so far. Mine are, okay. mine are a bit more mixed this week. Well, okay. still, I'm still I'm still just coming off my soulful R&B <laughs> vibes. But um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I'm still stuck in that vibe, just saying, but it's changed a little bit. Um, but if I if I can, if I was going to be honest about the songs I've had in rotation, I'm still listening to Kiana Lade's album, which uh, is called Kiki, which I saw about last week. Um, and what's it called? One of my um, songs in rotation from the album is called Good Girl, like with with Coltrane, which is he's sick as well. Like Ooh, I love Coltrane. Coltrane is sick. Um, yeah. You played with yeah, Coltrane, by the way. Yeah, uh, I've been I've been co-trained from days. It's one of those artists they listen to, and they literally have like sometimes even just a few songs or just an EP, and you're like, right, yeah. like, this person's three times. And then as you listen to them, they just add more songs, and it just keeps getting better and better, and just yeah. what's their journey. He's he's one of those artists like even like I would compare it to Octavian, but they're not their music is not in the same tone or vein. But I think they've collaborated. I think they've. I thought I thought I don't know. I'm not sure. I think I think they are, but I thought I thought at first I thought it was American. And I found it was Me British. Me too. I'm like, oh, man. Yeah, I discovered it was British from like an Insta Live. I was like, hold up, this guy talks like this because he just sounds so American. It sounds like he grew up in like Chicago or something. But like, was, was this um, man talking back to us? <laughs> no, I was, I was very very shocked. Um, the second person is Tana Tanarelli, um, okay. and the song from her is very soulful. Um, similar to like Canali vibes or Sabrina Claudio vibes. Um, okay. her, the song is called Conti- Continuum. I think that's how it's pronounced. Continuum with two U's. That song okay. is very, very good. Um, and last one, which is like, this is completely different from the last two, is Jack Carlo, um, okay. Through the Night with Bryson Tiller. That's a more bump, that's a more, um, like, the tone is a bit more, what's it called? Upbeat. It's a more upbeat song. So like, a bit of soulful R&B vibes, because I'm still on that vibe with like, um, like I guess hip hop rap as well. Um, rap. But yeah, that's the the freed has been in my rotation. Oh, and J Cole dropped a new song there, so just I don't yeah. Know. I, I heard you listen to that. I've listened to it, but I haven't had it on replay. But I thought you to listen to that. Did you listen? Were you? I yeah, I've, I've 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 played it a few times. Uh, Snow on yeah. the bluff is it's um in. I'm just gonna say this is in reference to what's going on right now. That's what I'm gonna say. You listen to it and then you get it. That's we don't have to go into it, but it's in reference to. This period of time. Okay. Yeah, and J. Cole. But I haven't really... I've only listened to it once, and I was busy when I was doing it. I haven't really had time to sit down and fully take it in. I listened to it a few times today, so... Yeah, I want to say my IQ. Oh, have you taken IQ? On where? You can check it. Have you taken that IQ test? No, no. I've literally never done an IQ test. Do it. Bruv, I felt some type of way, but when I took mine, I was like, yikes. <laughs> I, but I, know I'm, I, I know I'm not dumb. <laughs> I, I don't want to be disheartened in lockdown. Let me come out of lockdown and I'll, I'll take the disheartened. I did it. <laughs> I was like, I'm not dumb. My IQ is about is around 120. It's just kind of low. Bro, 120, you, 125. You would have put that into the world. Okay. No, it's not low. The, to be a genius, to be a genius is around like 180 and above to be a genius. Yeah. And to be and other than other than yeah, I'm not. I don't care because my IQ is, is for a normal average person, and um, that's very refreshing. That means I'm not dumb. I'm just a normal average intellect. But over time, that can change. It's just reading and you know. I know I'm not dumb. My IQ is in like seventy five, eighty. Then you have issues when your IQ is that low. Whoa, don't see you. <laughs> <laughs> you have that. I mean, not uh, issues. But- you know, everyone has different. I mean, for example, if I go to Africa and you test a kid doesn't speak English, his IQ will be low. I mean, maybe the kid is the smartest in this town. So the Western IQ test is it's, it's flawed in that same way. 
that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, like irrelevant. Like I said, even though the argument below it may not be relevant to what you're trying to do, yeah, exactly. Well. exactly. A different thing. Yeah, I mean, you try it out because having IQ doesn't always mean you're very smart. But it's just a lot of companies, they always, those tests that, that the, those tests we do when we apply for all these tech jobs, and you have to like do do this exercise, do this test. This is what IQ test. So if you don't get it, that means they don't deem your IQ as something they want to see in their company. And IQ right. test for companies is actually illegal. They shouldn't do it. But they found a loophole of doing IQ tests to recruit people for jobs. So I think I applied for the company. I didn't get it. If I was too dumb for the job anyways, I was like, you know what? I don't deserve it. Yeah, they probably they rig it into their, their questions they ask you, the application yeah. questions. But I like IQ tests. It's very fun until you get stuck. <laughs> I'll try them later. But not now. But yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's get yeah, because it's getting late. It's getting late. I yeah. still got. So guys, um, before you before we finish, send me send me birthday gifts. Yeah, like my birthday is like in a couple of days. Oh, when this come out, it's already over. <laughs> this is like my birthday. When this comes no, out. He's gonna put his PR box below in the comments. Will, check it in the description. I'll, I'll let the world know it's my birthday anyway. So if you follow me, you will know it's my birthday. You, you can't even hide from it unless you mute my Insta story or my whatever. Well, my birthday, you know it's my birthday. That's what I'm saying. I'm trying to turn up in this beat. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? Yeah. Anything else we need to plug? Check out our no. playlist. The playlist. So, yeah, we, we've got playlists. We're still warming them up, though. We're still warming them up, so. Yeah. Yeah. But we've got a few, you know. We've got some from... I think like our playlist is very different from maybe what you're used to because we have so many different playlists for your different takes, for different mood, different time. And created by us, so yeah, check it out, enjoy it, take it in, yes. But check it out, place podcast, and place on um, place Spotify. Take it out, it's on Spotify. Check it out. Yeah. We what's up? Are we done? Yeah. Else? We're done. Um, and yeah, so thanks for listening. It's been another amazing episode. Um, we'll catch you on the next one. Yeah. Out. Out. Yeah. <laughs>